Why would you want to work for the town of Marana? Well, let's hear what our employees have to say. I feel like working for the town of Marana makes you feel like a person, not a number. I really wanted to work for the community where I lived. I have children that play in the parks. Working for a public entity, it's kind of a sacred trust. I like that, it's an honor to serve. The town's mission is to provide five-star service for a thriving community. To me, five-star service comes from within. It's a drive to make your surroundings a better place. Providing community service like the Founders Day Parade, swim lessons, clean drinking water. Of course, the benefits are great. I get sent to seminars and conferences and town Miranda compensates vacation. We do have an amazing gym facility. Alternate schedules as well. Our employees are also able to telework. My supervisor in particular like really cares about our work-life balance. My colleagues are fun. That's just a fun place to work. We have a culture of friendship. The people in general that work here and apply here all want to make a difference in their everyday life for themselves and for the community. Let's make an impact on our community. Visit moranaaz.gov slash careers and apply now. Welcome to Real Talk with the Town, where I sit down with the Marana staff to answer your burning questions about our beautiful community. My name is Terry Rosema and I'm the town manager for the town, so let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Real Talk with the Town. My name is Terry Rosemay, and I am your host. And today I'm joined again by our Public Works Director, Fausto Burrell. Fausto, say hello to all of our listeners this morning. Hello, everybody. All right. Well, we're going to jump in. I tell you what, man, we've got a lot of questions that have been coming in about traffic, uh, specifically in North Miranda and Dub Mountain. And I think we're going to tackle the stuff in North Miranda here first. But before we do that, uh, let's have a little icebreaker here. I'm always curious about this, those traffic lights, right? Uh, red, yellow, green. Um, tell me, how, how big are those things? How, you have any idea how much those things weigh? Because they look pretty hefty. You know, I honestly don't, Terry. I mean, yeah. standing next to them, they're... They're a lot bigger than you think. You don't notice how big they are as you're driving by, but, you yeah. know. Same Have you thing ever tried to lift one? Like, I, yeah, I mean, you use that because you work out a lot, right? So I try to. Yeah, so <laughs> you ever try to, like, do some, uh, you know, bench presses with them or anything like that? I have not. I leave that up to the guys out there that, you know, that's their business. <laughs> they know what they're doing. No, I mean, they're they're with built with aluminum, you know, and obviously some okay. other elements. So they're not overly heavy, but, yeah. no, I'm not lifting them. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I'll tell you what, since we're on the topic of traffic, and that's kind of one of your areas of expertise and areas of responsibility, uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in Northern Marana. We've got uh, several different questions about the traffic flows and uh, what's going to be done, what is being done uh, to deal with some of this. And I won't read uh, all of these verbatim, uh, but the first one kind of deals with the develop uh, development uh, in and around uh, Main Street in North Marana because there's been the addition uh, of uh, Dutch Brothers and Starbucks and there's a Panda Express coming. Uh, the traffic's really starting to increase there. Uh, this uh, this uh, listener is making this observation. It's uh, really busy. Uh, 784 homes in San Lucas and more coming. Uh, so what is being planned to help with traffic at that intersection? So yeah, Terry, I mean, first thing, yeah, very exciting. All the development, all the commercial we've seen up in that area. And uh, this the person who submitted this is correct. There is uh, quite a few homes across the way in San Lucas, and there's more uh, coming, as we know, as development continues to go. 
Um, so honestly, it's going to change quite a bit from what you see today in regards to the circulation pattern, Sendario. As most of our uh, drivers that go through the area know, there's, there's quite a, we call them conflicts, quite a lot of uh, connection points really close to the interstate. That's like right a there. professional way of saying that intersection, that interchange <laughs> is jacked up, man. It's messed up, right? It can be challenging to negotiate. Okay. <laughs> times, All right. Yes. All right. There's, there's a true public works director, a person who's uh, using the right terminology. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, yes. Um, yeah. So, we know there's obviously the frontage road that connects there. You have a couple existing businesses. A lot of them have what we consider more like an open driveway. Uh, that adds a little bit of challenges because people can drive in and out. There's no really, uh, there's no curbing or any defined drive access. So like the Chevron. Would like be the Chevron on the that. east side is, is yeah. continually open. Um, so that just adds a little bit to some of the challenges that we see in the area. So, so to get back to what's really going to change and how the dynamics is going to change in the area. Uh, initial plan, I guess you could say, is we're working towards getting into design or we're going to do a study first, which leads into design elements of extending Tangerine Farms Road. Mm -hmm. That will commence down at Barnett Road, which is currently uh, Tangerine Farms being extended up to that point by development. We're going to take it from there all the way up and connect it into Marana TI. It's going to be a little bit curvilinear, so it's going to swing a little bit to the left, if you will, and curve and then come in at He's a 90 degree. technical terms. What was that, curvilinear? What? It's going to curve a little bit. Okay, all <laughs> and, right, all right. And tie into the simple interstate. terms for me. I'm a simple man, Fausto. There you go. Um, I could have said it's going to meander a bit. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So when that's extended, that will be a four-lane divided roadway, and again, that will tie into the Marana TI. That's going to change that circulation pattern quite a bit the off ramps and on ramps at the ti will now will then connect into tangerine farms at a signalized intersection as part of all that we are also looking at doing some improvements when i say we were working in a partnership with adot mm -hmm. at the marana ti so this is this is a big portion of it right this is a big portion of it yeah. correct so we will be connecting it with a four-lane divided roadway that will mm -hmm. connect to the TI at that point in time and coinciding with it, there'll be a separate project that we plan on widening or adding abutment lanes to the Marana TI, adding some improvements that will allow more traffic to flow across that TI. This is Des all- Describe an abutment lane for us. Um, for, for those for those listeners who don't know what that is. If you're familiar with the Cortero Road traffic interchange, it will be similar to that or pretty much the same thing. There will be lanes on either side of the columns to the allow big, more so traffic. So the big pillars, like you see on, on uh, Cortero Road, the big pillars on the outside of those pillars, there'll be a lane. Correct. Okay. Yeah, Got so it. that will allow traffic to flow in either direction. We understand this is a, this is a temporary, this isn't the ultimate, which at some point in time, Miranda TI will be completely reconstructed with a more than likely an overpass and all of that. That is several years down the road, but we believe these improvements will will help traffic quite a bit. Okay, Fausto, you just said several years. And to me, several years is three or four years. Yeah, unfortunately, currently Marana TI is not on ADOT's uh, radar, if you will. Mm -hmm. It's not in their 10-year plan. It's not any of their long-range plans. It is high profile for town of Marana. Unfortunately, with ADOT, it is not one of their high profile interchanges to be 
updated at any point. So is it is it out of the realm to say this is 20 years and beyond into the future before they do a a grade separated interchange? I wouldn't say out of the realm. Okay. Obviously, when we're talking, I don't want to talk on behalf of ADOT, but right. at this point in time, it's it's not on the radar in that time frame. Okay. So, but the time frame that we're looking at for what you're talking about here with a completely reconstructed interim improvements that we're talking about. Correct. And tying in Tangerine Farms Road. Now, I just want to make sure that the listeners are clear as to what it is we're talking about. Because when you start throwing out, you know, this road ties into that road and it meanders and, and circular or linear, whatever word it was you used earlier and all <laughs> that kind of stuff and abutment lanes, it can get a little bit confusing. But for those who get off at Tangerine and I-10 and they start heading west, that's a big four-lane road, right? Travels all the way around and goes all the way up to Moore Road and continues a little bit past Moore Road. And right now, dead ends into what is a subdivision uh, that is being built. And they are actually constructing that portion from where the family dollar store is. Correct. Right? To Barnett. Is that accurate? That is accurate. Okay. So then we're going to pick it up at Barnett and take it past the cemetery, right? This is the alignment, essentially. It'll go past where uh, the Marana uh, Mortuary uh, is, and it will continue all the way through kind of paralleling Sandario, right? Correct. Yeah, so a four-lane uh, road paralleling uh, Sandario, and what was the word that you used, curvilinear? We'll just say it'll swing to the left a bit. Okay. So that way it can tie into the interstate at a 90 degree, so it's, go straight into it's it. It's going to curve around to the left and then curve back to the right and then tie right into uh, the interchange with a four-lane subdivided roadway. Correct, and so when all that is said and done, we will have a tangerine slash tangerine farms loop that connects from I-10 to I-10, swinging through Marana. That is going to be huge for circulation in North Marana. Correct. That's going to allow, you know, obviously that's going to really clean up the challenges at the interstate, and that will allow for quite a bit of traffic to be able to utilize that to connect to the Marana TI. So tell me, dollar-wise, what are we talking here? I mean, is this a couple hundred thousand dollars maybe? Oh, no, no. We're looking at 20-plus <laughs> million for this project. 20-plus million. It's, yeah. yeah, it's not cheap. Yeah, There's quite not, a bit quite a bit of work to be done in that yep. relatively short stretch, if you yeah. will. And how do we pay for this? What, what, what monies are we using to, to take care of this, make this happen for the people in North Marana? You know, it's a, it's a mixture of funding. Uh, we're looking at uh, this project was identified in our impact fee program, which we recently updated. Impact fees are fees that development pays as they pull permits for their houses, mm-hmm. and we utilize them for identified um, particular areas. Streets mm-hmm. happens to be one of them. You also see them for parks, for water, wastewater. It, it's a little bit different in every agency, but that's what we really uh, use our impact fees for. So, so impact so, fees are a way to get growth to pay for the growth. Correct. Right. If they're adding more cars to the streets and et cetera, um, the impact fees help to pay for that infrastructure. Correct. And for this project, we, we really, they're separate projects, but we did understand that improvements need to be made at the Miranda Interchange to coincide with this project because of the additional lanes and to be able to receive those lanes. We need the abutments and those type of treatments. So both of those were identified in our impact fee program. So it's a mixture of those fees. So development's going to pay some 
and also there's some transportation funding that we're going to utilize for this. Very good. So uh, you said the two projects. So we're, we're talking separate projects here. The Tangerine extension is one project, $22 million. The interchange itself and doing the improvements there, widening that so it's basically Cortero-ish in its, in its appearance, um, is going to be an additional $7 million? $7 million is what we're estimating okay. right in that ballpark. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we're talking a $29 million project, and uh, talk to me a little bit about timing here. So timing. So actually, uh, in the very near future, in by the end of this month or early this next month, we are going to put out on the street what's called a DCR. So it's a design concept report. That is going to uh, assist us as we move forward with the Tangerine Farms extension and also looking at how it interacts with the TI. So that's going to, that's the first step. That's about a nine to 12 month process that does get us to about a 30% design stage. Mm -hmm. And then after that point, we're going to move straight into design. Uh, the reason why we are going with the design concept report is this project has a lot of nuances to it, a lot of challenges. As I mentioned, there's going to be some, uh, shifting of the roadway, curvilinear, but <laughs> as part of that, there's also going to be right-of-way that needs to be acquired, but there's also going to be right-of-way that's going to be relayed back to properties because we are going to completely change some of the older uh, platted alignments, if you will. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Marana Road will no longer connect through there as it currently does. The Where the roundabout exists and the realignment of Marana Road that occurred, that was one of the first steps. Now Tangerine Farms will come through there and intersect with that roadway in the future so now the stretch of marana be from the point where it curves down to the mm -hmm. south to sandario will no longer be uh, required so it's, it's is is it not even going to be then the marana interchange the marana because it, marana road isn't even going to touch the interchange is it it is not going to however yeah. it, it didn't previously <laughs> that's true it's always been the Miranda ti that's always been even, something even though it turned even though it's sendario at that uh at the actual intersection correct yeah so i would see that it continue to be termed the Miranda ti however i that's not a conversation i've had with adot but okay. uh, all right so i think we changed the name to curvilinear interchange that that might work i like it yeah, yeah. <laughs> So a lot going on there. Uh, I think this is going to be huge. And another question uh, that kind of goes hand in hand uh, with everything that you've been describing up to this point is what is going to happen with Sandario from I-10 uh, over essentially to, um, I think it asked Moore Road, uh, I think was uh, from Moore to I-10 Sandario, because that's getting to be a pretty busy street. It's only two lanes. Any plans to widen that, Fausto? Or with, with no. all this stuff that you're talking about doing, does that eliminate the need to do that? At some point in time, Sandario Road will be widened to what we call like a three-lane, per perhaps a three-lane divided, meaning there's a median or something along those lines. But no, once Tangerine Farms is extended and connects into the Marana TI, that's going to greatly change the circulation patterns. The emphasis on Sandario will no longer be there. Uh, Sandario, north of the roundabout, will tie into Tangerine Farms once all this work, uh, mm -hmm. once as part of the project. So it will actually, hate to say curve, but it will tie into <laughs> that. It will no longer connect directly into the interchange as it currently does. So what's going to happen is you know, a lot of the traffic that uses Sandario will 
ultimately probably use the tangerine farm. Well, I, I wonder if for our listeners who uh, click on this, is there any way to get a map out there? I'll, I'll talk to uh, our, our director, producer, Vic Hathaway, and see if there's anything we can do to get some information out there in the form of a, of a diagram, something that gives them a picture of what this is going to look like. So the other thing uh, that people are talking about, so that's, that's Sandario. There was like four things here. So that's Sandario. That's uh, uh, Miranda Interchange uh, in the circulation up there. Uh, but then there's another question here about uh, Moore Road and the TI, a, a potential TI at Marana Road and widening of Moore Road uh, to accommodate for all the growth up there. So, yeah, um, there is a proposed TI at Moore Road or near the Moore Road alignment and the interchange. That is something that was identified several years ago in a, what's a DCR study, again, that ADOT performed. I believe it was between Tangerine and I-8. But it was an area, it's something we are aware of, in fact, uh, having an interchange there is, has become a little more high profile for us. We believe it will, will help with some of the challenges that we currently have with our existing TIs. But specifically for more road and widening of that, that is not something we currently have planned on, our, on the books, if you will. It's not part of our CIP. But it is something as we, as throughout, something we do throughout the town is we keep an eye on our roadways and where they're sitting in regards to, we'll call it level of service. That's something that traffic engineers utilize to see if a roadway is, how it's performing, how much traffic it can handle. Mm -hmm. And there are certain criteria that, you know, it's, it's similar to a grade that you would have going back to grade school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a level of service A, B, C, D, or F. So not Having haven't had the opportunity to look at the traffic that's on Moore Road right now, but I would anticipate that it is still well below the threshold of what a two-lane roadway can handle. However, at some point in time, yeah, it might hit a tipping point. One thing to be mindful of, similar to the Tangerine Farms extension that's going on, development is currently working on some big pro, pro, uh, high-profile projects as well, mm -hmm. one of them being the extension of Clark Farms Boulevard, right. which is pretty much an east to west connector beginning at about Sanders Road and connecting all the way eventually to Tangerine mm -hmm. on the east side, not too far away from the TI over there. That is going to be a substantial carrier of traffic once that's complete. So again, that might uh, remove some of the emphasis on more road for a time being. So as these other roadways come into play, then traffic patterns begin to adjust. It it doesn't eliminate, but it may push out the time frame because we are aware that at some point in time, more road is identified as a four-lane divided roadway, so mm -hmm. a fairly major roadway. Right. However, the need for it to become that may not be as, as near term as these other roadways come into fruition. Okay. Don't let your outdated and unused electronics end up in a landfill. Bring them to the Tautamarana e-cycle event on Saturday, April 15th at Twin Peaks Elementary School from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Both working and non-working technology are accepted. However, CRT televisions and monitors are not. Hard drive destruction will be done on site. We also accept medical supplies and equipment. For more information, call We Care Tucson at 520-514-1588.
Are you splash savvy? In the event of a home drowning, you are the first responder. We'll walk you through the steps so you can prevent further complications until help arrives. Learn more from Marana Lifeguards, Marana Police, and Northwest Fire District at moranaaz.gov backslash splash savvy. We are first responders against drowning, and we are splash savvy. Let's go to the movies. Marana Parks and Recreation presents the free Movies in Marana series on scheduled Saturdays between April and October. Movies start at sundown. Food vendors will be on site. Don't forget to bring chairs and a blanket. Visit moranaaz.gov slash movies for the complete schedule. A good explanation. And uh, for our listeners, I will, I will just say uh, we... Return from a retreat uh, that we had last week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, uh, where uh, Fausto here, uh, our public works director, um, did a presentation, a couple of presentations actually, but one uh, regarding transportation where he talked about the interchanges and uh, more road did become a topic of conversation, specifically the more road interchange. And so the town is looking very seriously at that. We're talking about uh, where best to in- invest the funds uh, because each one of these projects costs tens of millions of dollars. Uh, more road interchange would cost what, roughly 60? Roughly $60 million. $60 million, man. So, you know, you start adding all these up. uh, We do the improvements to uh, Tangerine uh, and and, uh, complete the loop. We do the uh, improvements to Marana TI. Uh, We do more road. I mean, you're talking, we're getting close to 100 mil just between those three projects right there. And there's more. There's a, no pun intended there, but there's more on the horizon. We've got other stuff to talk about, and we need to talk about Tangerine and I-10, the interchange there. That's the other question that came up uh, about North Marana. Um, man, they say, it's, it's horrible. Hello, they say with an exclamation mark. What are we going to do about Tangerine and I-10? We can definitely empathize and say we feel your pain. That is a... Uh, <laughs> That is a challenge. We're not very long into this podcast, and we've already talked about our challenges and a lot of our work that we plan on doing. And as you notice, we've been talking about ADOT's infrastructure. So mm-hmm. that is something I just want to emphasize for the listeners that we do understand, and it is a challenge. However, we don't control that infrastructure, but it is something we partner with and we do our best to work with our partners. I, I think that at that ADOT. is really an important point, Fausto, and I appreciate you bringing that up uh, because I think a lot of people don't understand, well, if it's in our jurisdiction, then it's, then it's ours. But that's not true, uh, right? Because if it's the interstate and um, uh, the on-ramps, the off-ramps, uh, the interstate itself, uh, that all belongs to ADOT. Even the traffic signals uh, at the interchange uh, belong to uh, ADOT. And, and they're good folks, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they've got a lot of infrastructure needs as well. And they're yeah. trying to prioritize their stuff. And we're working with them, telling uh, them that our stuff is the more important stuff. And it's a matter of convincing them of that, certainly. But, um, yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. So talk a little bit about the challenge here that we've been working on and how close we are to maybe having a resolution for Tangerine and I-10. Yeah, so I appreciate those comments, Terry, and you're right. We do work with them, and we have a really good relationship. In fact, I just was recently on a call with ADOT. So the communication is open. They understand. However, they're looking at the entire state system, looking at the region. Obviously, we're, we, you know, we have a vested interest in Marana, so that's what we're looking at. In regards to the Tangerine TI, there's going to be two phases or two steps, and, boy, this is going to be 
kind of difficult to relay to the listeners without seeing the visuals. But uh, there's some improvements that we are terming the initial improvements that we can do with just striping changes underneath the interstate. Currently, there are four lanes. There are one eastbound, two westbound, and there's a left turn lane in either direction that share it's, a lane. It's a shared lane. Correct. Right? Share. One so half you have, of it turns uh, Phoenix bound, and the other half of it turns uh, Tucson bound. Correct. Yeah, okay. depending on which direction you're going. There is enough real estate underneath the interchanges between the curbing to allow us to place five lanes. What that will allow us to do is to continue with one lane going eastbound, so as you're going on Tangerine towards Dove Mountain, mm -hmm. but it will also allow us to put in two full left turn lanes. So what that does is actually, it does more than just double the amount of real estate we have there, because those two shared lanes also have a little bit of a taper that you have mm -hmm. to have. Yeah. So you really don't get that true total full length. Lane. Yeah. So that will allow a full turn lane in either direction. We will also have the two uh, westbound lanes as we currently do. Mm -hmm. But some of the other improvements we are going to do as part of this first step is the westbound off-ramp. We are going to add three lanes, which currently has two lanes so, down at the so land. So for our listeners, I want to make sure that they understand the westbound off-ramp is the off-ramp as you're coming from Tucson to get off at Tangerine. Correct. You're exiting, you're going to go to Gladden Farms, or you're going to go to Dove Mountain. That's the, that's the off-ramp that we're talking about. Correct, and you use some good terms that I'll make sure to ensure that destination points is probably <laughs> what most listeners will understand. Um, so currently, there's a left turn lane, which will take you to Gladden, or you can continue through if you wanted to get back on the interstate, or there's a separate lane that you can make a right to go towards Dove Mountain. In the future, what we're going to do is we're going to add a dedicated left turn lane. Mm -hmm. So there will be a left turn lane allow you to go to Gladden. There will continue to be a left and through. So what we're going to have is two left turn lanes. Mm -hmm. But you would also have the opportunity to go straight if you plan on getting back on the interstate. Yeah. And then there will be a right turn lane as it currently is. However, as it currently exists, there's approximately, we'll call it about 200 feet-ish of storage that are currently at that intersection for the shared left through and the right turn lanes. This project will extend that substantially. We will add approximately 600 feet of storage for all three lanes, not including the taper. So that will obviously add eight, quite a bit more. So we're, we're talking 800 feet of storage as opposed to 200 feet of storage. Not quite 800 because okay. the taper does take a little bit away of that, but Yes, there's also the frontage row that connects straight through, so it will add a substantial amount of storage as compared to what's currently there. And that the reason why I bring that up is one, well, you know, that adds a little bit of capacity, but we've also noticed some challenges as our, you know, drivers, as our citizens are getting off the interstate at that TI, you know, we've noticed some backup on to the interstate. And specifically that's in rush hour. Specifically in rush home. hour, yeah. correct. In the five, five thirty time frame. It's something we're aware of. It's something ADOT's aware of. We've talked with them, brought to their attention. It is a concern of ours. Again, it's a state system, but it's something that, you know, it's in Marana. We are very cognizant of what, you know, our drivers and also those commuting through our jurisdiction. 
but we feel so like I just, somebody's... I just want to point out something real quick uh, mm-hmm. before I forget. So I actually talked to Rod Lane about this a couple of weeks ago, and he said they'd take a look at it. They took a look at it. They made some changes to uh, the traffic signals, and uh, they believe that that's helped out a lot. I haven't had a chance to actually look to see what kind of impact that's having, but I'll, I'll do that here pretty soon. But uh, ADOT is concerned about it as well, and they are taking some measures to try and uh, decrease the backup uh, there at the 5 o'clock hour. And uh, we are going to, in this initial phase, uh, going to do some additional stuff in addition to kind of increasing. There's going to be a, a decel lane. Describe describe what that is. So that is something we're not going to do in the initial. Oh, but that we are looking, in the initial. Yeah, we're looking That's at that. That's going to be in the interim. Correct. <laughs> we get two different things here. We have two on. steps, and I don't want to confuse the listeners, but I'm sure it's, it's pro- I'm probably doing a good job at that. Um, so the other improvements that will be is part of the initial. So just to uh, reiterate, striping changes underneath the interstate, mm-hmm. some additional for the westbound off-ramp, an mm-hmm. additional left turn lane, and some additional storage. If you jump across the interstate, the other thing we're going to do is for those traveling eastbound on Tangerine, we are going to modify the median to allow the turn lane to begin at that point. So accommodating more storage, if you will, for left turners going towards Phoenix. And, And at that point, that is... I believe that pretty much wraps up what we're calling the initial improvements. A lot of this is based on development that we know that is going to be coming into the area very soon and we want to put these into play to help offset some of the traffic challenges that that will bring about so timeline on that what's the timeline for for those initial what we're calling the initial phases of improvements so that is one where we're partnering with a developer and timeline actually we he's been working on the design which is complete for those initial improvements and also we're going to be able to do these improvements under what's considered a ADOT permit. So it's basically like pulling a right-of-way permit in the town and doing some work on a roadway. It's a little bit less a uh, little bit less red tape with those type of projects. Long story short that's already been vetted through the ADOT um, permitting system. So it's approved. So it's pretty it's pretty much approved. There's We've a couple minor steps. We got a plan. When are we going to execute it? We're anticipating in the, in the coming months to be able to move forward with that. So the developers come back and ask the town, working with ADOT is not something that, that they typically do. And he said, hey, I would like to pay you guys to go ahead and, and wrap up the rest of this work and you coordinate with ADOT rather than me trying to do it. We're actually having a discussion today with the developer mm-hmm. to see if we can come with an agreement on that so we can go ahead and move forward good so we're hoping to have this um to have these improvements in place within uh two three months perhaps and that's again that we can get into this fairly quick however you know we are going to have to look at timing timeline of of contractors this is also something that we currently don't have on our books in our budget per se so that's something we're going to have to go back and say hey you know we Developer wants to pay us. We're going to do it, but we hey, need to I know have a this. guy. Yeah. I know a guy, Fausto. You know a guy. I know a guy, and I'll make sure that I talk to him and we find some money for that. There you go. Very important. Very it is important. very important. So, so. Uh, so we're looking at a few months out for those initial. Then we got interim improvements. Now, those are going to be quite a bit more in the way of, of uh, work. 
Um, and uh, just for our listeners, because we're uh, you know coming to the end of our, our time here, um, this is going to be essentially corteroine, the tangerine interchange. So talk a little bit about corteroine, the interchange. <laughs> corteroine, I like that, I like that. <laughs> corteroine, the interchange, yeah, so that's... that we can get some more capacity there and make it a little bit easier for people to get through tangerine and I-10. All right, so it's been corteroed. Um, very similar to what we mentioned previously with the Marana TI, we're looking at abutment lanes. Some of the items that identified in the initial improvements are actually the first step for this. So they'll be in play. So we'll already have the off-ramp set up. Mm-hmm. Now what we're going to do is we're going to, again, on either side of the columns, we're going to add in the lane. That's what we're calling the abutment lanes. That will allow more traffic to travel east and west, allow for two lanes going eastbound and the two going westbound and also some changes with the turn lanes. At that point, we're anticipating having dual lefts going underneath the interchange Mm -hmm. to allow for that for going towards Phoenix bound. Mm -hmm. We are also going to add dual right turn lanes going eastbound, which is the travelers going towards Tucson. So they're coming down Tangerine, they're coming out of Gladden Farms, and they want to get on the interstate and head toward Tucson. They're going to have two lanes to uh, to turn right now, not just one. Correct. Double the capacity. Correct. All right. Some of the other changes we're going to do with that is we're going to be combining the ramps with the frontage roads. And for as part of the interim improvements, we are actually going to shift the signal on the west side back to the old alignment of the frontage road. What that does is that allows more queuing and storage, gives a little bit more room to be able to accommodate some traffic. But that will also clean up a little bit of the challenges we have there at that TI. And make it a little bit easier for those semi-trucks to make that left turn under the abutment lane. Correct. Because they do it at Cortero and they take out the uh, uh, the little, what are those uh, poles that stick up, the plastic poles that tell them don't hit these poles? The delineators, the crash delineators. cushions. The, the yeah. crash cushions. They hit them all the time, they, man. They hit them and unfortunately I'm, I would anticipate it'll probably happen now and then here too. <laughs> it's It's not the most ideal solution, but obviously what we're trying to do is is do what we can, <laughs> hate to use interim again, but until we get to the point where we have a reconstructed traffic interchange, we're trying to get the most out of it that we can. Okay. Well, we've hit the big ones in North Marana, but uh, there's one more that we got to hit, not necessarily exactly truly North Marana, but <clears throat> it is Twin Peaks Road, and uh, it is a pretty big project, and people are asking, what are we going to do about Twin Peaks Road uh, from essentially Silver Bell going to the west uh, past Saguaro Bloom? Any plans there? Tell, talk to me about that. Yes, yeah, so we're currently uh, almost to the 100% stage of design of what we're calling the Twin Peaks Road Rattlesnake Pass project. What that will do is that's going to... Uh, upgrade the roadway to a four-lane divided road starting at the signal at Twin Peaks and Silverbell by the Safeway area, continue over the pass, and basically extend to the west western edge of Saguaro Bloom subdivision. So at that point in time, it will be a four-lane divided roadway with the median all the way to that point. Uh, as part of the project, there will also be some connectivity for pedestrian and multi-use uh, there will be some sidewalk in certain areas. There will also be an asphalt path, uh, more probably in the pass areas. That sounds impressive. It will be impressive. Uh, it's a challenging project. There's a substantial amount of drainage that 
hits that roadway right in that area. Yeah, anybody that drives the out there in heavy rains knows that that, uh, that road becomes like a lake. It, it does. And so as part of that, uh, part of the challenge is capturing that water, conveying it across the roadway into some of the large system that you see there in Saguaro Bloom. Mm -hmm. So some of those drainage systems were built, you know, with the understanding that they're going to get those flows in the future, which they currently do, but now they'll be conveyed under the roadway. Okay. So that project will really, uh, really open up that roadway, allow more capacity, and obviously we know the challenges that they have there. It also will add a signal at the Saguaro Peaks intersection. Mm -hmm. So it's the That's main correct. one that yeah. comes through. Yep. And so they will have a traffic signal there, so that will be a safe exit for them. It's going to help those people a lot. Correct. The people of Saguaro Bloom, I think, are going to really uh, enjoy that. But this this is no uh, you know cheap project either. Talk to me a little bit about the cost of this one. Currently, we're looking at about a $30 million price point. A lot of that is because we have a considerable amount of drainage to contend with. However, this project is a partnership between the town and the developer. So the developers, per a development agreement, was uh, tasked with designing the entirety of the project. So they're designing it from the western edge of Swarl Bloom all the way to the traffic signal at Twin Peaks mm -hmm. and Silverbell. However, they are also on the hook to pay their portion along their frontage. So they do have a substantial portion of it. So of the $30 million, we're anticipating about a... 12 million cost share on their end and the remainder being ours. Okay. All right. So t tell me about uh, Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. How are they going to get across this uh, four-lane road now? What about the bunnies? What about the, the wildlife? What are we going to do for them? So unfortunately, as part of uh -oh. this project, uh -oh. we did identify areas where we understand that there's wildlife crossing because this is a wildlife corridor. Um, a lot of those type of funds were part of the initial Regional Transportation Authority planning program, the RTA. However, when, uh, when funding became short, they needed to acquire, you know, utilize funds from other areas. That was one of the areas that uh, funding was removed and placed in, a, in separate places to help uh, make some of the other projects whole. So all that being said, we are working with the you know, with the wildlife society, with all the, those who are stakeholders in that, we understand that at some point in time, the, there could be a placement of a facility to help with getting animals across that roadway. There will be substantial culverts and those type of uh, infrastructure placed with this project that will accommodate a lot of the smaller animals, if you will, like we'll say from the Havelina sized guys down, mm -hmm. you know, but the deers and some of the larger animals, they would cross at grade along the roadway. Okay. So eventually uh, the plan is for our listeners is to have a bridge. And uh, part of that is a um, uh, working with the game and fish. Uh, we've talked with uh, RTA and uh, where they're going to use some of the game and fish monies uh, and identify exactly where that bridge will go. Correct. And then as funding becomes available to be able to build that, we'll build a bridge for all the animals uh, to get over that, uh, the larger animals. So uh, again, uh, these are huge projects, a lot going on. Uh, this isn't even, uh, you know, probably a quarter of the total projects that we have going on. And, and we're, if, you're, if our listeners are uh, doing their math and uh, working along with us here, uh, you know, we're in close to the probably the 130, 140 million mark with just these 
uh, four projects or so. Uh, so you can certainly see that this is a, a big deal and prioritizing where those monies go is very important. And we have something that is going to kind of help us with that, our uh, transportation master plan. Correct. So tell me about that really quickly. You got about 30 seconds to tell me about the, uh, the transportation master plan. And then I'm going to put a plug in it for people to do the master plan survey. Well, I really appreciate that, Terry. So, boy, 30 seconds. Uh, yeah, the town is in the initial to beginning stages of a transportation master plan. We have a consultant on board, Kittleson and Associates. And what a transportation master plan is, is a guiding document with approximately a 25-year horizon. We're looking at a time frame just shy of that. We're looking out to 2045. That will really help us uh, help us see how our transportation challenges are currently and how they are, will be in the future and how we're going to mitigate those. And when I say transportation, we're looking at all modes. So we're not just looking at vehicular, we're looking at multimodal truly. So we're looking at bicycle, pedestrian, transit, even though you know, in some area of our town we have, you know, it's minimal, but obviously in the more urbanized areas we have more transit. So it looks at all modes of transportation. And when everything's said and done, that's going to give us uh, a guidance going into the future, and it will also identify short, mid, and long-term projects, which are about a 5, 10, and 20-year horizon. So it'll help uh, drive our CIP pro program, our capital improvements program. So, it'll, you know, when everything's said and done, it will really uh, help the town understand where we're going, where we're going, how we need to uh, build for the future in regards to our transportation network and how we can capture everyone. So make sure we can do our best to meet the needs of all travelers in our town. All right. Well said. I don't know if that was 30 seconds or not. It wasn't actually counting, but for any of our listeners uh, that are kind of that way and had a stop clock on Fausto, uh, let me know how he did. Uh, I think it was, it was probably pretty close, though. It was probably close, maybe, yeah. Maybe 45. We'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> um, but so we do have this... Uh, Transportation Master Plan Survey. We'd love to hear from all of our listeners, and uh, you can go online to the Town of Miranda's website, and uh, it, it's open now, correct? Correct. It is open now. Uh, we're planning on keeping it open to about mid-April, mm -hmm. so yes, if we can, uh, definitely we want to hear. There's a it's not just a survey of questions. There's actually some map features that you can actually place specific areas of concerns. You can let us know, hey, you need to look at this intersection, you need to look at this. So they're looking at it from a macro perspective, but they're also looking at particular areas of concern, and they're, it's all part of the process. All and right. public outreach is definitely part of it. So, yes, please do the survey. All right. You heard it uh, right from the mouth of our public works director about the transportation survey. We, the town of Miranda, want to hear from you uh, what concerns you about the, uh, the travels uh, and transportation within our community. So uh, please take the time to do that. We so appreciate you joining us for this episode. Until next time. Submit your questions by visiting MirandaAZ.gov slash Realtalk, and we'll answer them right here. To receive notifications for new releases, remember to click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also, please follow the town on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date on current news and events.